0: A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. It still says off air. Now we're live, episode 26 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast, UCP as the kids are calling it on the street welcome
1: to the show as always nolan Reynolds. that feels really good to hear 26 like there's it it feels like it feels almost better than 25 because it feels like we passed the milestone i like that well here's the
0: thing father sean you're there i'm here okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm here don't worry he's in the middle of something well, again he's in the middle of something again i'm gonna get back to that in a second but i i feel like the fact that we are doing episode 26 must mean that there is people that care enough about this i can think of one we person. want to keep going can i mention justin can i mention something well yes and yeah i'm all over the place so all right ahead. so joshua cave one of our biggest fans, who I don't think any of us know personally, but if we do know you, Joshua, uh, we apologize for not remembering you. He he has a a, a podcast with his daughter called Catholic Board Gamer, um, and he said that he's gonna call us. Uh, he's gonna put us in the top five funny Catholic lists on his next show. So. Funny Catholics as mean people or podcasts. I'm assuming he means people, and that's what I'm gonna let myself think because that sounds a lot cooler than just funny podcast. Hopefully,
1: it's not funny looking podcasters. Well, he did, They don't thank God for podcasts because they don't see us. Exactly, we got faces. We all got faces for podcasting. I can't uh, right now as we're talking, knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just. I just see your headphones. I don't. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's like to when, right you, when, like they have like an interview and the person wants to rename anonymous on TV, and it's just you just <laughs> see like a black silhouette. <laughs> That's exactly. I want to do a whole episode where I, where I disguise my voice as that too. <laughs> it's the magic guy. I'm here to discuss the beatific vision. <laughs>
0: The, the reason this is so impressive is because there is no way, after episode 25, we will ever produce anything nearly as great as that. No, I can't imagine. No, that was one for the ages. That was one of the best things I've ever been a part of. Yeah. It was so great it, on which so many sh- levels.
1: It was, it was... It's either... I, I mean, speaking of the beatific vision, I mean, that was a little taste of, of heaven right there. I mean, was it not? I think so, but what do you know? I know? It was the best thing i've ever been a part of maybe i have low standards or it was that great if if heaven is if heaven is an eternal conversation with monsignor mcdonald sign me up (laughs) (laughs) i'll do whatever it takes to get there
0: that's it was amazing oh my gosh well monsignor mcdonald i know you're not listening now but he he started listening what does he think? He Did was, he say basically something? he was like he was like it takes you guys a little while to get warmed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's so right.
0: <laughs> he's so right. He doesn't like the witty banter in the beginning. <laughs> I, I don't he I know I think he approves of it though. Do you think he would he would actually li- like will he continue to listen? Um now? I think so. I think he likes podcasts. It seems like he likes podcasts. I think he he misses me enough to want yes. to hear my voice. I think that there's certainly some truth to that. See, there you go. That was a, that was a good
1: final. I've question. actually since that episode have have name dropped him as a way to legitima- legitimize the podcast, like with older priests. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess this, I can say this. Still comes up. We had Monsignor McDonald as a gift. Oh, did did you? Oh, did ya. That's nice. He's definitely
0: nationally recognized. He is mentioned to my friends here in Nashville. Anytime someone ever has a question about the church, um, whether they want to get confirmed, annulled, whatever it is, I always give him their phone number. In fact, I have a story with Monsignor McDonald. You know, Sean, our friend Maria. Yes. From Long Beach. Yes. She probably doesn't listen to this, but she was it was going to mass for i think it was like 6 months or something like that not receiving communion and then when she wanted to get confirmed um she had talked to me about it and i was like you got to meet this guy Monsignor McDonald Monsignor met with her every week for a long time until she was then confirmed and now she is a confirmed catholic mass all the time holy woman Huzzah. <coughs> where did nolan go ha!
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i can't do Were you it. hiding under your desk waiting for that i can't do no no no. i can't do anything about the uh the lighting i mean it's the sun in the background so is that where you left off to to try to fix the lighting no, i was on my phone oh i thought <laughs> no. which, brings you... <laughs> which brings you to your next point i thought you were father shawning the podcast uh, that's what the kids are calling it
0: so father sean yeah funny enough i'm gonna i'm gonna call him out on this talking to joe Mancada the other day and he faithful listener co-hosts the whole nine very much a part of the untitled catholic podcast and he admittedly said that he is a few episodes behind so he has not listened to the christmas episode that was in that he was Raza, on um that he was on and i think it was two weeks ago or two episodes ago i had mentioned that you were distracted not listening because you were on apple pay or something like that without hearing that episode joe said you know that i forget which one he was listening he's like but it, he was like it kind of sounds like sean just wasn't listening to certain parts and i'm like interesting you say that because as i was sitting next to him both episodes i was next to him He was on his phone, Apple Paying, at the beginning of the episode. So I guess it does take us a little time to warm up, Father Sean. So, caught red-handed, you can apologize to our four listeners. I apologize, all four listeners. We don't have four listeners. No, that's true. I apologize to our mother.
1: You know what? Or Muncie McDonnell, whoever. Well, I'll be honest with you, because
0: in the spirit of, of telling the truth... Um, Right now, I'm
1: trying to set up uh, gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just gonna say, like, people understand, like, this is our (laughs) free time, so like, we're we're happy to do this on our free time. But there's always other stuff that you have to do it in free time too. Well,
0: the the problem is, is very rarely do I have time to just be on the computer.
1: Right. That. Fair enough. Those days are like gone. Like right like nobody like sits in front of a computer except at work right and like just like at home and like i mean unless you're like a gamer or something yeah now you're on your phone usually well but like yeah but i mean i mean remember um, like the early 2000s you, you, I, you know you'd be on your 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 uh computer talking to people on aol instant messenger and stuff like that and surfing the web and yeah you
0: know what i used to do every day when i come home from school I would go on Pro Sports Daily and just read all the articles. Yeah, those were the days. On um, on our desktop computer. Pro Sports Daily. Before I had a cell Is phone.
1: Is that still around?
0: Yeah. I have no idea. You wanna hear it? And then I The I started... worst thing I ever read on Pro Sports Daily. What? The worst thing I ever read. Go. Nets rumored to be sending Scott Casimir for Victor Zambrano. Oh, that was awful. And then I. Um, it came true. I then. I heard it on the radio. Maybe were Jody and Mac. Oh, Sid and Mac. Yeah. Jody Mac. Yeah, it was Sid Jody and Mac. Mac was one guy. And uh, yeah, Jody, he still is one guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, what's it called? He Someone called in and they were like. They, they, they said that and they're like, no, no, no. It must be like Carlos Zambrano. There's no way they could be Victor Zambrano. And I was like, I, he must have been reading Pro Sports Daily too. And sure enough, it happened. And you say I have bad stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, timing. <laughs> <laughs> oh nolan nolan so i was telling the story of the guy with the big orange head at stony brook <laughs> one day we'll yeah. let you we'll let you tell that story as uh as one of our patreon accounts um okay so i'll tell the story at stony brook and this one girl goes i know that joke um and then uh as I'm telling it, she, she, she said, you know, whatever. She, she, she called the end of it before I could finish it, which kind of made it funnier. And then she was like, how do you know Nolan? And I was like, oh! So she knows Was she you, on right? our, our trip to the march? No, she was not on the trip to the march. She, she had oh, gone hol- to a couple of Holy Trinity retreats. I won't say her name on air just in case she wants to remain anonymous and not be oh, associated
1: yeah. with us. Right, right. More than you know! <laughs> she was, admit, she, she was at, w- at least willing to admit to you that she knew who I was. So. Yes, and that she has gone on Holy Trinity retreats. Props to her for that. More than you know! Are there anyth- is, there anything, is there anything new in the world of Holy Trinity, Nolan? Oh, man, you got you to put me on the spot like that? <laughs> I mean, well... I, hold on, I'll go to Father Sean. Anything new in the world is St. Patrick's? Lots of things are new at St.
0: Patrick's. Well, tell us the most interesting. The most interesting thing that's happening there right now is we've just started promoting... Um, what's it called? Steubenville, NYC. So we just started... Right. And this one kid uh, who I recently baptized and confirmed um, said that he was very excited about... The, the going on the trip. We showed him the trailer that comes from the Life Teen website, and he said it was like Catholic Coachella.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was funny. like, yes, it's, it's true.
0: exactly like that. And now all of you need to go. Are you, do you still plan on. So, Nolan, Father Sean had an idea of creating a video of him and Tilo pitching steubenville to send to people is that still yes in the works? We, we we wrote the the general script and it's going to be a comedy yes so we don't do thing. serious very well what give us a general it's the top of five reasons why you're going to want to go to steubenville nyc the number one reason of course being that i'm going to be there so what other reason would you
1: need so reasons two through what five are just see reason number one would you say? <laughs> Reasons 2 through 5 are just see reason number 1. They should be, but we came up with four other ones. Then the the
0: one that Kilo came up with was that it's lit. I've heard that before. It's true. Um that Ike is going to be there. Catholic lit. Yeah, but she's annoying. we're we're playing it as annoying. She's going to be like okay. a gum chewing like um, it's gonna be Catholic like that kind of thing. Got it. Okay. What else? Um, I'm trying to think of what the f- the fourth one. She said something else, kind of like that. And I'm just, I'm gonna be like, uh, Tilo, you gotta, are you gonna take this seriously or not? Otherwise, no one's gonna come. And then the last one is, of course, that Jesus is gonna be there. The actual most important reason. Got it. That's funny. I know I'm not laughing as I'm saying it, but I am also kind of working on the not laughing while doing a podcast thing. Well, Joshua said that he thinks it's great that we laugh on our podcast. He loves it, and he says that our dad is wrong, and that he even likes our dad's podcast.
1: (laughs) Wow. I just heard someone laugh in the background. That was my mom. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So she's laughing at,
0: at our jokes right now.
1: That's awesome. Tell, tell our mom I said hello, mother. Hello, son. She says hello. Tell Mrs. McGaldy I said
0: hello. Nolan says hello. hello. Hello, Nolan Reynolds. She says hello, Nolan Reynolds.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nolan, now that you've had four minutes to think about the most exciting thing in Holy Trinity. Well, we just came off of um, one of my favorite. Um, things of the year and that's our pilgrimage to the march for life so i'm pretty amped about that had to, had a great experience nice um and then we are a, just a couple weeks away from one of my other favorite um events of the year and that's our mission trip to cove crest so i Woo! am uh, oh. so I'm, I'm i'm in a good place it's you, it's, it's, it's exciting times you will um what that reminds me
0: has lauren uh added you yet Remember the Lauren from of Covecrest
1: fame? No, she has not added me, so I'm, I'm guessing she's not listening. So
0: I don't think she's listening. So chances are I may never see her again. So, but if I ever do, I will uh, bring that up. Yes,
1: same here. I make that promise to you. Now that you're going
0: to Covecrest, go you you can brag to everyone that you're friends with Ricky. Ricky, and
1: and, and I'll I'll say as you may know from the uh, Untitled Catholic Podcast, recent guest. Yeah, and they'll, Ricky Vasquez,
0: and they'll say, "What is that?" And then you'll tell them. They'll say, "Oh, well, listen." And then they won't, just like Lauren. Ooh, all right, that's that might be too many shots it's fired. Like Can I ask a question, Justin? Yeah, okay. Well, yes. you you think you could get Ricky to like uh, put us on Facebook or something like
1: that? He retweeted us. He retweeted us. He retweeted my tweet.
0: Did I you have a link in the tweet?
1: I did. I think it's the first uh-huh. time I ever. That a guest on the show has retweeted our mentioning there being a guest on our show. Father
0: Steve Reese hasn't retweeted us.
1: I don't know. I don't follow Father. You know, Reese. Him, just- <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs>
0: Father, Father Reese is too cool for us.
1: I don't think he's too cool for
0: us. At one point, he was no, our most. So uh, he was our most. Um, whatever a, a period guest. How would you say that? I actually miss Father. Reece. So do I. I haven't well. seen. We him should have him on again. That. We should. That's the only way he's going to talk to me. Is he active on well, Twitter? Is now? Yes, he is. Okay. Is now a good time to say that I probably won't be on the next couple episodes? I guess so. Now that that's out there, then maybe more people will listen. That's the hope. Well, whenever we used to do mini episodes, it was when Justin wasn't on that we did well. For a mini episode, so maybe we'll we'll go from four listeners to sixteen. We'll quadruple our <laughs> listenership. Well, I have to say something. I don't want to, you know, but we're actually starting to regain some momentum that we had lost over the summer. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> And we're back for our, <laughs> our So I want everyone segment. to know that during that whole segment, I registered two TD Bank Visa cards. And then bought two Amazon gift cards with the Visa cards. So if anyone wants to ever give me a gift, just give me an Amazon gift card. No need to... Uh... Oh, so the, those were gift cards for you? Yes. The TD Bank ones? Yes does that make me a bad person no, no no i i was i was wondering if you were giving someone a gift card is and if you were i was going to ask who you were giving Not- it to you may have also noticed in our amazon account i've been ordering a lot of things none of them are for me just yeah saying. it ruins it ruins what it suggests for me it's all uh tor related materials nothing crazy though nothing crazy by the time this episode gets released it'll probably be just before the super bowl yes um nolan are you still there i can't see you i'm here okay are you registering td bank gift cards as well i'm I'm deep in thought i'm 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 I'm, I'm focused (laughs) so i've been doing a lot of thinking gentlemen which is rare um and this is—we all three of us can agree that this is the worst-case scenario for a New Yorker in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I guess the Cowboys
1: would probably be another one that people would be mad about. Cowboys would be—Cowboys would be, would be worse than this for me. But this is bad. So, Nolan,
0: you're a Giants fan. We are Jets fans. Obviously, the Eagles are in the same division as the Giants. The Patriots are in the same division as the Jets. So, while watching the games— i really i thought the jaguars could have held out and won but they didn't and then the other game was a Mm non-contest um so in thinking about now there's like sort of there's sort of no rooting interest because every year it's for me every year it's always just anti-patriots however this time i dislike philadelphia sports teams so much that I may want to see the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Wow. And here's why. I will give my reasons and then we can discuss. Reason number one is when you read stories about the Eagles fans going to Philadelphia Phillies games and like concerts in Philadelphia, they're some of the worst people in the world. When you think of, the worst people in the world, I would say, Philadelphia sports fans. So the thought of them being happy is sickening to me. <laughs> that's number one. I, don't, I don't know that this is very <laughs> this is this is going beyond <laughs> ostracizing fans. This
1: is like of the show potentially. This is actually just like attacking them. But do go on. <laughs> so that's that's number one. Number two the
0: only the team that you think of like the only team that could beat the patriots in the super bowl is the giants and the thought of a philadelphia team also throwing their hat mm. in that saying oh well the giants beat the patriots twice but we beat them once so it's all the same that's number two can i sent, can i just make a little correction yes other teams have beat the patriots in the super bowl but not
1: with tom brady and belichick
0: right when I'm talking about the, that's who I'm talking about, Brady and Belichick, and then the fact that the Eagles have never won a Super Bowl would make this that much of a big deal. What's Super Bowl number six to Brady and Belichick? At this point, they're the greatest coach and quarterback to ever do this already, right? So why not throw another Super Bowl ring on them and let it be at the Eagles
1: continue to suffer? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, because if I have to suffer as a Jets fan, I want Philadelphia to suffer as well. Well, you know what? I, right. I, I though you make you make great points. I've actually thought about them all myself, especially the whole point about you know, like as a Giant fan, it's kind of cool that I can say the only team to beat Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl is the Giants. Here's the thing about me though: I hate great teams. I hate. I hate greatness because my teams will never experience greatness and the giants though i don't want to hear that the yeah. giants have won four super yeah but i bowls. mean they've never had a dynasty no
0: they've never had a dynasty but they've won, they've oh, won yeah. two super bowls with eli manning
1: right absolutely no but i mean like as a as like a long time like never have any low low moments never have any like real failure like the Giants have had plenty of that interspersed between the two Super Bowls. Yeah, but there's, like, one team that hasn't had that, and that's the Yankees. And and if you go by, you know, the last, whatever, 10, 20 years, 10, 15 years, it's the Patriots, too. Yeah, the Patriots haven't had any of that since 2000. I, I, just, I just don't like teams winning over and over and over again. I just, I just don't like it. The only team I ever liked that won over and over again was the
0: um, Spurs. Because they were made up of class acts, and they really did do it the right so, way. And that, that's the, so that's the one thing with the Patriots, it's they they have such a history of cheating. Yeah, but this year they haven't had anything that's come up. There's no deflated balls. There's no video. There's none of that. They stuff. just found new ways to cheat that we haven't discovered yet. Well, I there I think there is a legitimate argument to be made that the referees. Do you have their back specifically did, Tom Brady. There's a. Did you Did you see
1: that video of the the referee like congratulating Brady like right as the the like buzzer sounded? <laughs> yeah.
0: Where I like the, if you watch the game, the one play like the pass interference of Brandon Cooks was not a pass interference. So I mean, I mean, the guy was already out of bounds. Exactly, it was an uncatchable ball. Once that play happened, I was like, I don't need to watch this game anymore. They already won. So there's that where they have this history of cheating. So that, that's kind of sickening, but that's between them and God. That's their problem.
1: I'll just say I'm not going to be happy about any anything on Super Bowl Sunday other than hopefully a nice food display. I'm With Ju- I am know one thing Justin's
0: going to be happy I'm about. I'm looking forward to Timberlake. Is he performing
1: yeah. in halftime? His boys play. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Janet Jackson won't be there this year. No, night. I think Chris Stapleton will be there. That's my prediction.
1: Well, hopefully we don't get uh, a wardrobe malfunction from him.
0: Yeah. From Stapleton or Tickler. Either. That, I think that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. But other than that, I'm going to be extremely disinterested. In fact, dare I say disgusted throughout. Throughout the whole thing? Oh, I mean, there's just the thought of Eagles fans and Patriots fans celebrating. But did you have you read some of the things that Eagles fans did to Vikings fans last week? Yeah, they threw a beer can, a full beer can at one of the guy's heads. So a, the guy was just there. The thought of those people being happy is just not... Where's the justice in that, Father Sean? I Well, there isn't necessarily justice, but maybe eventually there will be. So I think all that to say is I think I'm rooting for the Patriots if I had to pick a team. I can't root for them, though. I can't root for them. So you you much rather... Oh, and here's another thing, too. I like Carson Wentz as a person. He seems like a good Christian guy. I don't want to see them win without him. If he was the quarterback, then I would have said, okay. Then maybe I would think about it. But since he's not, I just can't imagine it. he But he he still got them there. If Nick Foles oh, was he's the quarterback the... at the beginning of the year, they wouldn't be where they are. No, but I'm saying that I would want... Carson Wentz to finish the job yeah I I just I can't root for the Patriots I can't I cannot root for the pa- I have one friend who is an Eagles fan a legitimate Eagles fan and because I like him John Fitzgerald because I like him he's the only reason
1: why I want the Eagles to win that's it I have a, I have a good story. Eagles fan friend too so there, there is that but I, I just I can't I, I may end up picking one of them to root for on the day of, but like right now, I just cannot bring like myself to speak the words I'm rooting for the Eagles or the Patriots. Like I just I can't do it. I'm I'm not I'm not it's ready awful. to make that kind of it, commitment. It really
0: it put me in a really sour mood last Sunday or whatever it was. Oh, I was so miserable because I, I was getting ready to celebrate Mass at Stony Brook, and these kids were like, "Oh, the Patriots are losing." <laughs> And I was like, no, they're not. They're not
1: losing. And The score is not in their favor. But they're not losing. Yeah. They're going to win. Well, Justin, I, I would assume that today's breaking news probably made you feel a little bit better, being that you're such a big football fan.
0: What was t- What was news? Today's, today's breaking, breaking
1: news. news that Vince McMahon is bringing the XFL back. So... He hates so, me. So may, maybe me. maybe the Super Bowl doesn't work out for you, but in 2020, after that Super Bowl is over, over you got a brand-new season of football to look forward to. Are, are they bringing back the New York, New Jersey hitmen? I think it's going to be all new teams, but, but they haven't announced that yet. I, I'm interested to see. I heard it today. I was driving back from
0: um, priest a priest conference meeting. Uh, <laughs> a oh, you, conference. Had, you had a priest <laughs> conference today? And not a real priest conference, just like um, no, it was a group of priests getting together. It was an unofficial priest conference. Nice, unofficial, yeah. yeah. So uh, coming back from that, I heard it on the radio, and I was like, "We have to talk about this Absolutely. Today. Well, do you remember Father Sean that we, our mother took us to Sports Authority, and we searched long and hard for uh, an XFL jersey, and you got you had you bought two of them. Yes, and the worst part about that, the worst part about the whole thing, just a few months later, could have gotten those same jerseys for like five dollars
1: <laughs> when they when they became instant throwbacks. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and I had I had them for a long. I wore them a lot. I didn't like they didn't go to waste. Well, you wore them, and then you started wearing them when we played football. Those that was like your football uniform. When we play with our, cousins. I alternated between the hitmen and the demons, and I was well. Ironically, now you're a priest.
1: Yes, yeah, so now I have the ability to cast out demons. So w- w- would you, you think guys it's appropriate have? To tell would this? you have considered yourselves diehard fans of uh, the XFL? No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I stopped liking the XFL.
0: When on the first game on the kickoff, there was a penalty. Yeah.
1: What's the point? The game, the no game, sense. the game that was supposed to ha- not have penalties or not as many penalties. The game, yeah, like the first play had a penalty. You know, like and stupid. the rules were way too they confused. changed them halfway through the season too. Well, I, I asked that yeah. question because when I was in college, so that my first, I think it was my freshman year in college, that XFL started, and I saw this kid wearing um, a New York New Jersey Hitman hat, and I was walking with like. <laughs> Like these, uh, a group of guys, and and he was like running back to his room from class, like like jogging. And I'm like, I'm like, why are you in such a rush? And he was like, because I have to go and watch the Hitman game. And I was like, oh, you must be a diehard fan, like very sarcastically, because like it had just started. And he was like, you have no idea. And he looked me like dead in the eye and like ran to his room to watch this game. I was like, how could you be a diehard fan of a team that like has played like three games? You have no he, he was like, "You have no idea," <laughs> and like his his friend looked at me too, and was like, "Yeah, he's really into it, man." I'm like, "It just started." I don't want to have C- I'm like, poor slob. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even decided if it's worth I, watching. I, I didn't hear.
0: I didn't hear what you said. Are they bringing the New York, New Jersey Hitmen back?
1: They. No there's no, teams. Um, there's nothing. They didn't say yeah, the teams, they said, right? He said that they're, they're not ready to announce any teams yet. They're, they're like taking two years to plan this thing. Unlike the last time, when I think like six months after they announced it, they like started the season. Yeah, I, well, they they also said there's, um, they're gonna try to obviously do it better. It's not gonna be the same thing. There's, it's, it's supposed to be family friendly. Um, it's not supposed to be about like, you know, guys getting injured. Like, it's supposed to be safe um so i think it's just an attempt to just win like you know ha- ha- provide f- more football for for fans of the nfl as opposed to being competition
0: yeah how do you to make it like what how do you do something like that family friendly i'm gonna know.
1: make i'm gonna make a bold prediction though but well, before you go there yeah go ahead i just want it to be on the record i predict that geno smith will be in the xfl That's in the first year, in yes. the first year, or yeah, eventually. Like, oh, if it was starting this year, I would predict he'd be in it. <laughs> I'm gonna predict both him
0: and Johnny Manziel will be a part of that. <laughs> no, no, no. One of the new rules is that you can't have an arrest yes. record.
1: I read that. Yeah. Oh, so Johnny Manziel can't be in it. So that's part of the family. That answers your right. question, Father. Father, I mean non-father justin (laughs) (laughs) that just made mcdonald happy
0: if Ah! only if only you poor slob you're worried about concerts geno smith that's a great prediction that's speaking of i read an article yesterday that said mel kuyper said that if he um if jimmy clausen wasn't a successful nfl quarterback he would retire from espn and then he said, "How long is it going to take to determine if he was successful or not?" And Mel had answered, "2018. If he's not a successful quarterback by 2018, I will retire from ESPN." He was one in 13 as a quarterback and hasn't been in the league since 2014. Wow! So is will he... Mel Kuiper retire? <laughs> he cut his hair for the first time in like 20 years.
1: Is he going to try to pass it off as like that was the uh, that was the agreement that he'd cut his hair if? Uh... If he was wrong about Jimmy Clausen?
0: By retire, I mean cut my hair so I don't look like a snake oil (laughs) salesman anymore.
1: (laughs) The poor slop. Poor slop.
0: And we'll be right back. we're back untitled catholic pod cast nolan you mentioned um in the first segment that you just came back from the march for life is that correct that is
1: correct you went yeah we just had um you know our annual pilgrimage down to washington always make an overnight trip of it and uh yeah just came back kind of fired up it was no i I've, I've never been to a march where I didn't feel like uh um like I didn't feel like it was meaningful and powerful and like you know I always kind of leave there feeling good about the pro life movement and where it's headed even if it's even if it's baby steps but um you know i i i have especially felt so so this year and um it just got me thinking though that like we're we're at like a a crossroads you know the the obviously the march has been going on since um roe v Wade and um you know it's still going on and there's like kind of like a an older regime of pro life movement and like a, the the new pro life generation kind of taken over so it just got me thinking like what, do you, what what do you guys think about like some new creative ways progressive ways to um to grow the pro life movement more importantly and more specifically to change hearts when it comes to to abortion
0: well i was when you you mentioned it at first um that you were bringing up i feel like um it's important to say that pro i i think that the definition of pro-life is not necessarily just abortion Mm -hmm. that it is just a pro-life mindset overall uh in terms of refugees consistently pro-life overall consistently pro-life and like in terms of loving people so i think that might be the first thing that i would say in terms of the the creative ideas that it's it's this idea of not just it's not just pro-life e- doesn't just equal anti-abortion obviously that's a very large p- and important part of it um but i think it's also this concept of uh, overall how we are pro-life in terms of loving people and all those different things so I think if that is sort of the mindset set behind it because I have heard of people that have criticized the pro-life movement meaning that they say oh well you're anti-abortion but you think that X, Y, and Z is okay so how is that actually pro-life I think if there was more of a overall umbrella and a definition then that could be good yeah, so I would say that was my, that's my initial answer, and
1: I think that's I think that's fair criticism in a lot of places. Um, I, I would, I mean, I'm always I'm always hesitant to say, you know, pro life. Uh, excuse me, um, being against abortion is um, one of many pro life issues. I, I do like, I do feel more comfortable, like, kind of specifying that it is kind of at the top and it is especially yeah. important just because it, it is a law like there's there's a, a law against you know there's a law that allows for it and it's and it's very much a part of our, our culture and our society and accepted um, whereas other life issues that may not necessarily be the case although it, it's headed that way um, but also because like there's really when it when it comes to a, a pre-born child they cannot defend themselves um they cannot speak up for themselves in the way that other groups at least somewhat may be able to that all being said Mm -hmm. i completely agree like we need to be consistently life on every single issue um and i think the church is really getting better at at doing that um you know and and i mean like lowercase church the the the, what the church has stood for you know capital c and teaching has always been there but like how we're how what the bishops are starting to do now is is pretty awesome I think in being consistently pro life. The only other thing uh, I wanted I wanted to say is that um, I think what what you said about um, all those other issues it's important that we do um, also speak out for the poor and for the refugees and for the people on death row and for all the other life issues that there are. Because I think that's where we meet people that may not agree with us on abortion. And I think it's a place where we can find some common ground um, with people who are, would consider themselves pro-choice. And maybe if we meet on those grounds, um, that would help us turn the tide even more and change hearts when it comes to abortion. Exactly. So just to, just, no. Sorry. I didn't, I'm Just
0: to, like what you were just saying, I got two... Um, Two kind of stories that that are related to what you're saying. Uh, I think I think one of the most important things that we can do is really to love the other side. Uh, one example I have of that is at at the parish. Um, this guy came in on a Saturday one day, and I was on uh, I wasn't even on duty. I got a call, and then this guy walked in and was looking for me. And I sat with him and talked to him for an hour. And the reason why he came and talked to me was because the people praying outside of Planned Parenthood um, at at the one that's in Smithtown, uh, when he came over to talk to him, he came over to talk to them to kind of challenge them about what they were doing. And they were super nice to him, and super loving, and they were they were friendly, and they were like, listen, you know, like we understand that you have a different opinion. They're like, and they were talking to him. they were like, well, you should really go and talk to Father Sean, and he he'd be able to help too. And I and he said that he started to change his mind because of how nice they were, and they weren't what he thought they were going to be. So that's something that's so important, and 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 talking about those other issues are things that get us. Um, Like uh, a chance to be heard I was talking to a girl once and you know she came to talk to me to tell me that she was pro-choice I think she wanted to start a fight and so she said something and I was like talking to her and she was telling me why I was wrong and I was asking her questions to kind of like you know get her to state where she stands and and try to see the inconsistencies in in her uh, opinion and one of the things that she said was um She's like, well, are you against the death penalty? And without batting an eye, I said, yes. And she was so shocked that I said that. It like it knocked her off of her um, high horse, I guess, because she she came in with a certain uh, attitude. So I'm not trying to say that that she's like bad in any kind of way, but she came in with mm -hmm. a certain attitude. Um, In addition to that. Uh, I think one of the uh, one of the things that's so important too is that, like, we we have to love the people who have had abortions. We have to love the people who are going to have abortions. We have to love the doctors who perform them. Not not that we support it in any way, shape, or form, but that we love them and that we're there for them as a church to open up the doors of the church's mercy. No one should ever feel like they're not loved or not wanted because this happened. So I think we have to do a better job of letting people know that we're there Mm -hmm. for them to help them, that we love them and we want them to experience God's love and mercy, that nothing that we can do could ever keep God from loving us. And that's where what Nolan was saying and what we were saying, or I was saying too, is I, I think when there's certain stereotypes and misconceptions that, like you said, the death penalty, for example, If there's a way to let that be known that that's part of this movement that there's a consistent belief and there's a consistent church teaching rather than people not necessarily having the knowledge of what we believe we just know that abortion is wrong um, so we're against that if there's a concise way to explain exactly what you just said I think that's how we win people over and get them to understand where we I, come I do.
1: I, I think we meet people like I said we. I think we meet people um in places that that they wouldn't expect. You know, I think I think we um you know, I hate to use the political term because I'm not trying to think of this politically, you know, but uh, to reach across the aisle, you know, and and to somebody who, who has a difference is difference of opinion or a different uh, outlook, a different, you know, tenants of faith or, or no faith at all, you know, there are some real humanistic life issues that we can agree on. And when they see us there, you know, because the pro-life movement, and, and in some cases right rightfully so, a lot of people like lump us in as like, just like these crazies, these like zealous, like whack jobs, um you know, and, and I mean, even to this day, people still would like lump like any pro pro-life person into like, you know, somebody who would blow up an abortion clinic. You know, and that that's not the case, and that's not who we are. Um, so we like the new pro life generation. Like how I consider us part of that new young pro life generation, right? Um, we, <laughs> we yeah. for your, Speak for yourself, Nolan. But I don't think we I don't. uh we you well you're younger than I so, um. But you know we <laughs> we have to we have to dispel some of that that the extreme viewpoints and stuff I and mean, some of those those old. Um, You know, waves of looking at the pro life movement. And I think also as a church, as a society,
0: we have to promote um, how to argue. Mm. How to argue. Because it's like if I tell you, like, I don't like the Giants, right? Are you going to get offended? No, you're just going to be like, all right, that's fine. You don't like the Giants, no big deal. But if I say I disagree with you on something politically, it tends to get something that's so angry and 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 vicious and it's like I'm attacking you personally. I'm not saying that someone's stupid or something, but like why can't we have a conversation without emotions always getting in the way and getting the yeah. best of us? And then we always have to be able to rise above and stay calm and and collected. And so that we're not fighting with people, that we're trying to have a conversation so that I, it, it's not just about changing someone's mind. It's about changing yeah, their heart, I, too, like you said. And I before. think we
1: are at a place where we can do that now, because let's face it. I mean, abortion has been the norm for a long time now. It's it's entrenched in our culture um it it's it's you know people don't even think twice about it so we have to we have to like for, we we can't be attacking especially young people for feeling the way that they feel about abortion because it's been just ingrained in them it's it's just been um you know part of the part of the culture in society so we have to we have to really like pay attention to that old adage you know hate hate the sin not the sinner right
0: right and i think i think People within the church have done a bad job with that, Um, making people feel guilty. um, It's it's bad enough that somebody felt that. It's bad enough that somebody was in the situation that they felt like they had to do that, right? Because we don't know how somebody feels or why they make the decision that they make, right? We don't know why, and they might have felt like they had no other choice. They might, whatever was going on in their head, we don't know what that is. Um, we can say objectively that we think the action was wrong and that's, you know, but there's that subjective part of it, what the person was going through that we have to be sensitive
1: towards and and understanding of, and then help with that healing from there. Absolutely. And, And I mean, no matter how, you know, wrong we think they are and, and how much we know that, you know, everything you feel doesn't, you know, make it something necessarily right. Um, it's right. so much easier for somebody to say who's not in that situation. You have to try to put yourself in that person's shoes, and uh, and and my gosh, if if somebody's had an abortion, like they need mercy. They need mercy more than anything. They need compassion. They need a, a shoulder to cry on. You know, not not someone pointing fingers. Just like you right. would for for anyone who would for anything that you know, any wrongdoing, any anything that 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 they, yeah. they were guilty of. Yeah. I'm sure you get that exactly. even more as, a, as someone who hears confessions. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. See, you <laughs> like that, Justin? I tried to get him to uh, to open up about that again, but it didn't work. There you go. Tradition.
0: tradition Exam
1: passed again, Father Sean. Well done. Exam passed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you done it again, Father Sean. Um, how many have you gone to, Nolan? How many... Uh... March for That's funny that you to. ask.
1: I was just trying to figure this out. I'm pretty sure I've been to the last nine March for Lives. Life's. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. impressive. I mean, I've always been in a position where I was leading young people. So um, it's one of those things that just – it's too easy of an opportunity and too fruitful of an opportunity to not – I mean, just you just see the young church alive. I mean, it's it's a – it's a political, um, you know, civil. It's a civil act of, of disobedience. It's a it's a public protest, but in a lot of ways, it's very much a Catholic movement too. Um, thankfully, what's cool about this year's March, so at least something I heard was that there was more faith, more of a variety of faith groups represented um, at oh, this March, awesome. including atheists um, for life. Um, which, like, there's been presence from them before, but just, like, more denominations of Christianity came out for this march. Um, there was a strong contingent of Jews for life at this march. Um, and I actually saw it firsthand because um, a friend of mine from high school who is a Coptic Christian um, was there, and people from his church were there for the first time ever, he said. Um, so that's that was very... You know that was very uh, a really cool thing about this year's march. But you know, back to you know just being something we do as as youth ministers and campus ministers. It's such a cool opportunity to see the young church alive.
0: Oh yeah, that's the thing, and that's one of the things that I we on the day of the um, the I hate to say anniversary, um, but on the twenty second. A group from the parish comes to the cemetery at Saint, the St. Saint Patrick's Cemetery and then they go from there to Planned Parenthood and, and just pray. And one of the things that one of the guys was saying was, he was like, every year I go, he said, I've been going for a really long time. The guy's in his 60s. He's like, every year I go, it's always the usual people, the same people you said every year. He goes, this year I went, I didn't know anybody and I was the oldest guy by decades.
1: Wow. That, that's really really... Uh, powerful to hear that yeah i thought that awesome. was pretty cool
0: well any any last
1: things to say gentlemen just love i mean and that's kind of echoing father sean's sentiments before but just lo- start every everything with love and prayer and and i think we'll- and our own
0: interior conversion mm-hmm. is so important that in um, any kind of evangelizing opportunity, we always have to look at ourselves and, and ourselves, because we're all sinners, we're all broken, we're all wounded, and we all should be seeking the mercy, forgiveness and the healing that Jesus offers. So if we start with that place of humility, then that's very important. Amen. Well said. Well said. I don't think we should do a final question. I think that was perfect.
1: All right. Amen. All right, got, it would have got caught
0: up. Anyway. I know. Yeah, we, we hit the clock. Father Sean, close this thing out. God bless everybody who listened to us. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.